dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And joining me here in the Soad Shack tonight, a couple fellers who are very much looking forward to Halloween. To my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Connor Rain. I cannot say your name for yeah, some this, reason. This is a You're few my own brother in a row. Connor Raymer. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? <laughs> Doing wonderful. We uh, got some really nice weather here in, in, in BGKY. Yeah, unless you have sinus problems, and then it's like, oh, God, what is happening? Oh, hey, you need to enjoy it. Cherish it. Hey, I was out on the mower today, so. 80 degrees, right? Right. That's what it was during That's the day. That's what it was. It's like it's like 75 right now. Yep. We're in short-sleeved uh, tees. You know, we're looking good. Looking we're good. good. Yeah. Got the big three shirt on. If you're watching the live stream, which we appreciate everybody checking it out. Yeah, ask some questions if you want. Yeah, just get in there. Jump in the stream, girl. Yeah, just pop some cues in there. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, joining us tonight to check out the live stream. We appreciate everyone, you know, sticking with us, Addy. This is typically the time of year where people start to check out a little bit. Yeah. Start to check out of their leagues. You know, we start to see a little bit of a dip in terms of numbers, but we appreciate everyone sticking around. We're going to try to bring you some good quality content week in and week out. So even if you're checked out, Check into Big Three because it's going to be a good time each week. I mean, what you know, what better do you got to do? It's it's still Rona season, it's very hard right now. You know, it's it's still hard to kind of get out and do stuff. It's live, I mean, you, you can, but you feel a little guilty about it. So, I mean, I think teams or people are keeping up their teams a little bit longer this year. I mean, uh, I've been pleased with the numbies. Numbies have looked good. Very good numbies. Great numbies, and a lot of leagues too. I, I know we're not in any leagues like this, but I have a lot of friends who I think. A reason to stay motivated and stay tuned in is I know a ton of leagues for the friends I'm in that have loser punishments. Mm. So if for nothing else, if you are in, unfortunately, one of those leagues that does that, uh, give you a big motivation to stay tuned in, know what's going on, and don't check out even if you know you're not going to finish first. It's insane to me that uh, there are leagues out there that have, like, tattoo punishments. Yeah, big time stuff. Can you imagine putting something on your body for something as stupid as coming in last place yeah. in a fantasy football league? That's your own fault. Get out of that league if, if you're doing that. Or just don't do it. Like, yeah. there's no, like, legally binding contract. You're not going to be thrown in jail. Well, I mean, but you kind of feel like you have to. You know, if, if you're other, you, if you signed up for it and agree to do it, that's, Here's like, the thing. that's like, no lie. If Let's you feel th- like you have to do it, you probably deserve to be in that stupid of a league. You got to be so a man of your word. Listen, here's the crazy. Here's the, here's the worst part about all this. Connor's like, I got a tattoo of my no, friend's face is, on my butt cheek. This is insane. <laughs> we jokingly at one of my uh, leagues I'm in with all my college buddies, um, some of my best friends, and we we made a, a remark at a restaurant after we'd had some, we had uh, maybe possibly had a few beverages, and it was just the, the line was loser bungee jumps, and it was basically last place is supposed to bungee jump there in Pigeon Forge because that's where we did the draft at, at Dave and Buster's there. And it was awesome. That'd we be a gonna, great place for We a were going to do the same. They rented us a private room. They had buffet-style food. They had a big TV and board. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. But um, anyway, we, we we did all that, and it, it was just – it was the best. But that was the line that everybody kept coming back to. They're like, yeah, is loser supposed to bungee jump? Well, thank God. One good thing Corona did was – cancel that draft being able to go to Pigeon Forge because my dumb ass was supposed to bungee jump because I did come in last. So 
That's hey, off record. by the Rona. Cut, hey. Yeah, cut this part out, actually. I don't want this to be, like, legally binding. All your friends now are going to be like, wait a minute, Connor's supposed to bungee jump. He's bungee jumping Dude, next year. No, they have not forgotten. People don't forget. No, they yeah. will. As soon as we go back to Pigeon Forge, if you don't think they'll do basically everything besides take me at gunpoint, that's... And that's a that's a quick early Connie's corner. I know I'm kind of jumping the the schedule there, but that's a little throwback story for you. Nice. There we go. Yeah, we had the Stay Vegas tuned. story uh, a f- couple weeks ago. Always enjoy a trip to Connie's corner, usually which involves some kind of drunken <laughs> shenanigans and nice. We don't remember with the friends. We do also don't remember. Yeah, this one is uh, to be determined. To be continued, I guess is the right term. If Connor's not on this show a year from now, <laughs> I died in the bungee jump. Yeah, he that's died in the, in the bungee jumping. And pigeon four, that cord yeah. snapped. Yep. Yeah, yeah that seemed dead. to be the best place to debut. Pigeon forge, pigeon forge. It's tight though. The places, it's it's crazy. It's, it's redneck Vegas. If it, you've it never been super, to pigeon oh, it's, forge, it's, it's, it's a great time. Up, like the tons of restaurants and, and like David Buster's is legit awesome. Oh yeah, it was. I didn't realize they had that there. Did you it, go to a dinner show or anything? No, we didn't <laughs> do any Fields and McCoys. <laughs> no, we didn't do any of that. Legit, we we just we showed up and we had and you were allowed to bring alcohol in and they supplied alcohol. So I mean, it just it got out of control. But they supplied a full spread buffet. It was awesome. But yeah, that came up. You know, thankfully, it seems like this season's going to go by. So I don't I don't feel like we have to readdress previous seasons when losers will will come and go so what if you had won the championship though and they're like oh we're not going to pay out your prize money yeah but that didn't happen so you know thank god i didn't have to make that decision but uh, i think you should just ghost this league yeah, <laughs> yeah i think you the should numbers, yeah. block them. i do remember this draft it was last year wasn't it yes yeah, that's what i'm draft. saying thank I, god Connor was sh- just gone for like a day it was yeah. just a black hole like we're watching the new season of unsolved mysteries which check that out if you haven't incredible revival there on netflix but it's like so many of these shows when they're doing kind of these true crime it's like there's just this big black kind of you know like whole in terms of this person's like whereabouts and what we know about them. And that was Connor for pigeon forge. If something terrible had happened, no one would have known where Connor went or who killed him because um, he was just off the map for a little bit. Just died in the mountains. That's right. Died in the bungee jumping accident. So uh, fellas, we got a great episode tonight. We're going to have a little fun. We're through six weeks of the NFL season. Somehow. I can't believe we're already at this point. Addy, and we're going to do a segment that is similar to – you're like about to burst over there. Well, it's like something that is similar to what the fantasy footballers do. They call it panic room. I didn't want to just rip them off entirely. So we came up with our own edition called Chamber of Screams. The Chamber of Screams. I didn't know what part you were – I thought you were going to go, ooh, you know. So it's Chamber of Screams, little nod there to Harry Potter for all you nerds out there. Chamber of Screams, IDP edition. We're going to put, let's see, 13 IDPs in the Chamber of Screams, and we're going to figure out how panicked should we be about these players for where they're sitting right now compared to where they came into the season expectations-wise. Yep, it's going to be a good segment. A lot of these guys on my team. I was going to so. say, a lot of these guys sound familiar. Addy, you've been making some moves. We're not going to get into who'd you get this week, but you've been making some moves. One guy in particular that our buddy, uh, best friend of the show, John Macri, did a deep dive on, Corey Littleton. Go check this piece out. It's actually free on PFF's website, and I think John tweeted it out. Deep diving into the struggles of Corey Littleton, a player that you actually just moved. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Macri over at PFF. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an awesome thread, and but there's that's not the the first awesome thread he's he's put out there. Just follow this guy. Yeah, go you, read the article. Get it's really good. If you're having concerns about Corey Littleton, there might be some legit cause for concerns. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Corey is one of the guys that we're talking about. Oh, he is. He is. He okay. Is. Okay. So we'll, we're going to we'll get, get into to that. We'll get into that. Uh, we're going to hit the news, the waiver wire targets. Uh, we're going to do the IDP Q and A, and then get into the Chamber of Screams. But we start with the news. And Connor, I want to get your take on this one. Did you watch any of this Cowboys Cardinals game last night? I did. Yeah, I had some some guys playing. So yeah, I did too. It was uh, had, not not a fun game. Yeah, it wasn't. I had. Uh, I had Nuke, and I also had um, probably had Zeke. No, I didn't. Amari have Cooper. Amari Cooper. I was yeah, I'm just drawing a blank. Amari Cooper and Nuke. So I had uh, told Addy, you might have seen it in our Slack as well, uh, that if Zeke hadn't had those two fumbles, I would have beat Dynasty Sneeko by one one hundredth of a point. It was that's so unlike him. I don't I don't ever remember him putting the ball on the ground in two in one game. I mean, you know, you got to give you got to give credit there to Arizona. I mean, they were clearly just going after the ball, but that's it's just uncharacteristic of Zeke, who's already in a tight position with, you know, the Red Rocket there. So, I mean, the Red Rifle? Red Rifle. Freudian slip for I was going to say, Red Rocket, Jesus. Um, can We, we got to mention Buda Baker. He was the real star. Oh, I kept hearing his name the entire night. I was like, that's, her, that's, that's Adam's guy. The real star of Monday night. It really was. Adam, or uh, Allie was watching the game and said, is it Buda? Or Buddha, and I was like, "It's Buddha." That's Adam's favorite player. But and he's she's butter. like, "He is Buddha." Yeah, I was like, it, "It's like spelled butter. like Buddha, though." And I was like, "Yeah, it is. You're right." Yeah, yeah. He's, he was he's all the best. over the place, man. Love to see him in prime time like that. He always delivers, man. Talking he, about he's the heart and soul of this defense, and it's just amazing. Five foot nine, like 190 pounds. Yeah, he's the best. Just incredible. Love seeing Buddha in prime time, but and I think he is like legit a, a uh, like a top ten. Like IDP asset, like he's he, safety one for me right now. I know Joey was talking about this this week that he put him outside his top five. He's definitely top two or three. Buddha's just he's number one right now. Yeah, it's Jamal's it. been out. Derwin's been out. Yeah, uh, uh, J- Landon Collins has been fine. Yeah, but, but it's Buddha. One hundred and what forty three tackles last year. Yeah, I mean he's clearly the guy. But um, the story that came out, Connie, today, I, I'm sure you saw this. But anonymous Cowboys players slam the coaches saying they aren't good at their jobs. <laughs> so things are quickly deteriorating for the Cowboys, who I believe are still in first place in that division. The the NFC East is just absolutely just imploding on itself. I mean, across the board, you could go team by team, and it's just it's a dumpster fire. I mean, I don't know if you really have any good storylines out of any team in the division, and now this just kind of adds to that. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that division ends up as a whole. But, yeah, that's it's not a ringing endorsement if you're uh, Jerry Jones thinking, man, I just lost Dak. I got a running back that may be, you know, fumbling the ball or getting overworked and, you know, getting worn down. And now I've got a mutiny in the locker room. So I'm, Jerry, I'm sure, is not happy. And uh, you gave him a five-year deal. Yep. Why? I don't Why know. did they do that? Because you see, there's typically either three-year contracts for coaches or five-year contracts for coaches. That's dumb. And, you know, I don't know why you would ever go with a five-year unless, I don't know, especially with a retread like Mike McCarthy. You know, if a guy was coming in with like a clean slate, like someone like a Matt Rule, 
you know, that, okay, we're going to give this guy five years. He's taken over a kind of bottom of the barrel type of rebuilding franchise. We believe in this guy. He's young. He has no prior history to tell us he's going to flame out at some point. Yeah. But with Mike McCarthy, (laughs) just give him an eight game contract. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't get it. It's not like he, I don't think he had any other people beating down the door. Maybe he did, but they no should have never, man. They should have never gotten like in, into a competition with anyone over this guy. I don't know that they actually interviewed a whole lot of people outside of the candidate to satisfy the Rooney rule and Mike McCarthy. I was looking. I don't know if you guys ever saw a video, the video that was kind of, I think it might have been like an E60 or something that like ESPN did, like a little puff piece of McCarthy, you know, whenever he was looking for a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was weird, and like his the dy- dynamic between him and his family was very weird. It, he is a he is a uh, I don't know. It was just it was a very like tense. He's like we just we need football. We need football. We need him out of the house right now. This yeah. is a problem. It's funny how many coaches' wives say that. Like we just love him coaching. You know, basically insinuation. <laughs> so he's not here around the house. And please we can, help. And he just looks so uncomfortable hanging out with his family. Just like hey, you hey Chad. <laughs> My name's Chuck. You can call me Coach. Yeah. Get on the line. You're my son. Drop down and give me 15 for having a terrible name, Chad. <laughs> yes. And he's down in his basement, like, grinding tape. Of course, that was that whole that was stink a lie. about. That was a lie. Yeah, like, I watched every snap, and then at the, you know, opening press conference, he's like, well, maybe not every snap. <laughs> it's like, wow. What's worse, Adam Gase's crazy eyes or Mike McCarthy just no. straight up lying? Gase is the worst. The the there's no has there ever been offered up an explanation as to what happened? So one of the a lot of the Twitter doctors were weighing in on this and said that basically you can get kind of bug eyed when you have like lots of lights and like attention and focus on you and cameras and stuff. But I don't know. I think he was maybe on something. That was wild because I've never seen anyone else's like, eyes. Bit? Yeah, eyes do that before. Surely he's. I mean, he's been in front of cameras. He's a coach, man. Like you, you've been. Yeah, he was a coach before. Yeah, you've been many, a coach before, and you just look like just, just out of your mind. Just bug-eyed. Yeah, like you look just. It was crazy. Like yeah. Tripping. On. I think me and Jordan talked about this on the live show. Uh, uh, that's just what someone looks like when they've done a lot of drugs and they're in front of a camera. <laughs> yes, like. <laughs> Can we can we please make that gif like the the cover for announcing the episode on on Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. yeah. If we yeah, have the Adam Gase, Jordan Jordan just said drugs with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely some good thousand drugs. percent drugs. Man, I don't want to hear any of this. Hey, He's Jordan. in front of the cameras. So, um, I would be curious if some of the Dolphins coaches were on drugs when they made this decision, Addy, because one of the bright spots of the NFL season thus far has been Ryan Fitzpatrick down there in Miami, just slinging it, having the chest cabbage out, having these magnificent shirts on the post game interviews, just you know. Living like there's no tomorrow because when you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, there really is no tomorrow. And we saw that come to fruition today when it was announced that Tua had been named the starting quarterback coming out of their bye. Hey, once I seen Tua sitting on that field after the game, I knew it was all but over. That was a weird thing of like... Give me chills. Yeah, everyone's like, look at Tua. I mean, it was a cool moment, but it felt like sometimes media members, uh, they laugh too hard at jokes that aren't funny. Right. And they observe human behavior in a way that almost makes them seem like aliens. Like, look at this person enjoying the moment. How weird is this? Or like the Jordan, the famous scene where the guy, Jordan, is like sobbing after he wins the championship and his father's passed. And the guy just gets the camera like right in his face. And everybody's like, okay, 
get out of here. He's he's sitting here just like he's sobbing uncontrollably. But yeah, it it is bizarre to see them try to like enter whether it's like the getting way overly close even on an injury. You know, it's yeah. like okay, He's really hurt. She's really hurt. You really just get the camera off of him. It is. It's a funny. Unfortunately, thing. they have to chase what the atten- att- you know attention is on the field. Yeah, it's right? a double edged sword. So I mean, so it's- if it's Dak's leg, like looking pointing sideways, hey. unfortunately, that's where every camera is trained. Brutal injury sell, baby. It's a fine. If line. it bleeds, it leads. That's sure. what they teach you in journalism school. So, Connie, did you think it was the right move to go to Tua right now? Yes, absolutely. Really, man. you know what you okay? So you know what you have in Fitz. If you have doctors clearing him. And you had doctors when you drafted him telling you, hey, he needs to be here at this point or here at this point to play. As soon as he's ready to play, Fitz has done his job. He'll be a great backup if you start to see any regression with the injury because it's a big one. You know, hip's different. But you got to know what you have. And if he's ready, he's got to play. See, I think it's interesting because maybe this, they said this was always the plan. But at the same time, it's like, have we ever seen a team that's, you know, 500, they're in the mix for the NFC or for the AFC East, make a quarterback change when a quarterback was not playing poorly. And it's not like Tua was the starter, got hurt, Fitzpatrick came in, held down the fort, and now he's subbing back out like a Teddy Bridgewater situation with Drew Brees. Fitzpatrick was the starter from day one and has done really well. This team has outscored the Bills, the division leader, and given up fewer points than the Bills. And yet they're making this change now. And I think where I had to come down was this is they still don't see themselves. The, the point of this season is to figure out, do we have it with Tua? The point of this season is not to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're not going to win the Super Bowl with Fitz. What, I mean, what, what, and they matter? won't win it with Tua this year either, but you need to know what you have. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And if he's healthy, which everybody's like, oh, it's this. And I get that. It's, but there's a reason you took him as early as you did. There's a reason you had a Fitz, just like the situation with Tyrod. Tyrod was the starter. Unfortunately, his was injury-related with the lung. He's not getting that job back. Yeah. And if Tua comes in and plays well, and guess what? If he doesn't, you know what you got. Yep. And also, you know, they're sitting there watching Herbert ball out. Exactly. The guy that was drafted after him. Um but also, I mean, you just need – you want to go ahead and get the, that connection between the quarterback and the receivers. You want to go ahead and get that, you know, as immediate – you know, happening as immediate as possible. And so that's kind of why I think you go ahead and just – you bring him in, see what you got in him. I mean, he's the face of the franchise. Um, it makes sense to me. I mean, I know it's kind of – Fitzpatrick's done well. We all love the beard. Trade Someone trade for him. Dallas trade for Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely should after last night. Yeah. Andy Dalton looked god awful. Yeah, he did. Threw that pick to Jordan Hicks, and it was just like, I would like to think that if I was me in my current form in that situation, I would not have made that horrendous of a decision. I know, man. But um, he's got yeah. nice talent. Like I was expecting, you know, a decent showing from Dalton. It was pitiful though. It's not like good. no wonder these stories are leaking out today. Yeah, that was a pitiful effort all the way around. I think, though, I have to applaud the Dolphins coaches for saying the point of this season is to evaluate Tua. And there's a good chance we're, we're underestimating because I, I don't like the move because uh, Fitzpatrick is playing well. But at the same time, I'm also I have to acknowledge the fact that um, Tua may Tua definitely has a higher ceiling. And they may also see him as an upgrade over Fitzpatrick because mm-hmm. they're seeing him in practice, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a rookie learning curve, but they see 
what if he comes in, Connie, and is like a Herbert in L.A. where he actually gives them a better chance to win down the stretch? It's the just classic risk-reward. You know, they've been weighing that all year with the injury, giving them time, letting them learn the playbook. But, you know, there's – I think if it was me, it would be a nice advantage to allow rookies to play in smaller, less – you know, less capacity stadiums, more collegiate size to kind of get their feet wet, get their sea legs, so to say. He's going to take his licks, but – you got to measure everybody, and this is one of the most important pieces. You got to see who he meshes well with. Is this your guy moving forward? And like we've mentioned, I mean, there's you know going to be an extra playoff spot at each year, you know, or each each conference this year. So, you know, with the Patriots, they're good, but Tommy's gone. So, you know, see if you have a chance at the division or a wild card spot, and and maybe two is your guy. And if he's not this year, you can at least know what you have. So, um, I, I'm a fan. I, I hope he. I hope he does well and, uh, you know, continues what Fitz has started. And he's, he's set the table pretty well for him. And Fitz is going to be a great mentor for him. Oh, he's the best. But he, to it, you can just you can do more. He, hey, he can run. He can, you know, he can just – I feel like he's going to open up the playbook. Um, but, again, you might as well go And ahead. he's left-handed. I know that sounds weird, but maybe a left-handed quarterback allows you to do things – you know, play design-wise that a right-handed quarterback can't do. It looks weird watching it on TV. A lefty always, because, like, how many other lefties do we have in the league besides him right now? He's it. There's nobody else. So, it's, oh, Unless there's, like, a third-string backup or something. I think what will help a lot. Did y'all know this about Fitzpatrick? He went to Harvard. Whoa. I That's know. the first time I've heard that. I know. No. no. That can't be true. No. There's no, no way. way to know that. There's no, there's no, way no way to know that for sure. That's just unsubstantiated rumors. Something that's not a rumor. We know Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. CEH looked great yesterday. They ran the ball the most that they ever have in the Andy Reid era. Yeah. Like something like 40, 30 to 40 touches for the running backs there. Um, so, I don't know. I think this is just like stacking the deck even more for the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid came out and said that he's not there to, to take his job. So he's just you know he's a he's a compliment, but Le'Veon uh, Le'Veon's good enough to where he's gonna he's gonna get plenty of he's gonna time. get playing time. I think it and will be a true split. Yes, and he's a good receiver himself. So I mean he'll 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 catch balls. Um, I'd imagine he's gonna be you know like probably averaging like ten to fifteen points a week at first, and then you know potentially have we'll see we'll see great, how it goes. Great insurance if Ceh hits the rookie wall or gets hurt. Yep, exactly. I think he's gonna take that Daryl Williams role that we saw. Yeah, oh yeah, last sure. night. Because uh, Daryl Williams, Connie, actually had... Did you get to watch the 4 o'clock game? How weird was that? Yeah, that was weird. I was actually at a showing and a listing appointment at one of my buddy's house, and he had the TV on, and I saw the, the Chiefs were playing, and I was just like, is this a weird. Re- is this a replay I, I asked or him, I said, is, is this a rerun game? He goes, no, man, this is a live. It's a, it's a double header. So I did get to catch a little bit there. He had it on, so that was a big bro move to have that there. But, um, yeah, I agree on the back usage, but... Le'Veon is going to get on the field. I don't know if y'all have ever heard Bill Belichick's remarks on Le'Veon, but they're like just gushing remarks. And like Markham hit on, I mean, he can really catch the ball. He can pass block. He runs hard. He breaks tackles. He runs over people. So he's going to see the field. Josh, this would be my Colts comparison for him. Think about the Colts Super Bowl year. They had Joe Adai. They had the young guy from LSU, right, with fresh legs. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, and they then also who had Dominique Rhodes. Dominique Rhodes, man, yeah. who a lot of people said should have been a Super Bowl MVP. He should have been. He was the he best was, player in that Super Bowl. He was a guy that, that if you think about it, he had a pretty similar game in a lot of ways. Le'Veon's probably a little better cat, pass catcher, but for any Colts fans, I see him having kind of uh, a Dominique Rhodes-type role on a team that I, I think is going to make a possible repeat. 
I think they're the clear favorites right now. Oh, yeah. Um, your boys, the Bucks, had a nice showing this weekend. We were watching that game in the backyard at Connie's house. And, That's going to um, be a beautiful uh, beautiful Super Bowl, boys. It that is. defense was freaky, man. I would love to see it. Yeah, Tom versus, uh, versus That'd be the Mahomes. Best. That'd be the best. That Buccaneers defense is so nasty. And I gave their cornerbacks grief at the beginning of the season. I remember when we did their preview, I was like, these guys are nobodies. This could be the weakness of the team. And the and the the secondary really is their strength right now. Carlton Davis is really freaking good. One of the best cornerbacks in the league. Murphy Bunting is good. He's good. Uh, uh, White Dean, Whitehead's been good. Whitehead's been. Jamel good. Dean has been good. We know we know about Winfield. Um, it's a great secondary. Really good team, man. Maybe the best secondary in the league, honestly. And they're just now getting healthy on offense. Yep. So watch out. That was a big statement win for the Bucks. I know Addy was excited there with all the Tom Brady hype going. Uh, into this offseason. The offense is getting it. He's not going to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, most likely, but they yeah. are getting their feet under him. Gronk was back involved. Yeah, he, yeah I threw kind of some shade on him and, and DF Triple S, but uh, yeah, he looked he looked good. Um, they're a good team, man. They're a good team, but a 38-10 to 10 win against the Packers, that's a statement. At the team that everyone was like, this is the favorite in the NFC, along with like the Seahawks, and they just they beat the hell out of them. Once Rodgers did that pump, and yep. what did you think about that? I yeah, that was the three pumps, wasn't it, from yeah. uh, Key and Peel? Yeah, it was definitely the Key and Peel skit. Yeah, just trying a little too hard. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I don't just like do it. your belt and go off to the sideline. Yeah, y'all you know? know he's on, uh, and I got the shirt on, so I know, Pat, you're watching, but this is one of your original pieces of merch, but he gets on Pat McAfee's show Oh yeah, uh, every Monday, I believe, to discuss just, I think, everything going on. But, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't. That wasn't the best there. I mean that that Tampa that Tampa Bay defense looked looked sick. Very impressive. It's it's very similar to and it could be a lazy comparison in some ways, but when what Peyton went to when he went to Denver, right? He had a good offense, he had good receivers, but man, he had a hell of a defense. That's if the true. if the Bucks win the Super Bowl, I think it will be on the back of that defense. Yeah. Because the best players on the team, in my opinion, are on the defensive side of the ball. Tom has played well, and I think he's just he's playing he's, better. Yeah, he's he's getting better every week. So I mean, even as a big you know Manning lover and Brady hater, but you know, got to give him his due diligence, man. I mean, he's uh, it's 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 he's been impressive, man. We got to give we got to give respect to Rojo. He's been he's Rojo been has he's he's looked good. Fournette was out this week. Yeah, a surprise inactive, but um, yeah, Rojo has been tearing it up. He's I've got good. him in a couple places, and he's looked really nice. Yep, and he was a nice value in, in pretty much every draft that you had this. Because people didn't know. Right. You just didn't know. You had McCoy there. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, RIP. Fournette. Although Vaughn got a little bit of run. you got to wonder how it looks different when um, Fournette comes back. Right, yeah. I hear that name and always think of Mojo, Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh Bro, yeah, he used to wreck stuff. Ooh, he was a little Poc- bowling ball, pocket Hercules man. He yep. was so much fun to watch at Jacksonville. So one more piece of news here, fellas: Devin Bush torn ACL out for the year. This sucks. Sucks. He he hadn't been playing great, and then you know this happens. So any shot at really redemption is is over for him. Great buy low in dynasty right now. Yeah, I think um, we know this guy's going to be good. Uh, like you said, not the best start to the season, but, uh, but we like his talent. Love the I mean, talent. Yeah. Um, great, great defense. I mean, best defense in the league. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's just too many good people around him, and it's kind of hard for him to get tackled. I mean, seriously, that defense is so stacked. 
at every level. That's that's no weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and that's another team that could be you know they could carry that oh, team absolutely in, deep into the playoffs just because of that defense. Absolutely. So, Addy, let's hit some waiver wire targets here. Avery Williamson, obviously, this oh, is yeah. going to be one of your. Yeah, if you if he's out there for some reason, it's a no brainer pickup. Been telling you. He scared us a little bit. There was a little stretch where he like you know he got a hundred percent, then they dropped him back down to forty seven. But then he was back up again, and he's 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 there. He's he's balling. He's the dude. Get, and they get eleven tackles this week. He's the guy you want. Absolutely, Juwan Bentley. Finally, we've been waiting for the breakout there in the New England linebacker core. Don't trust it though. But he's worth a pickup. Yeah, worth a pickup, especially if you uh, if you're hurting. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, so he's coming off COVID. So, you know, he might have been dropped, but yeah, he's he's definitely worth an add. He should, I mean, he should be a, an option for you starting, you know, especially in uh, defensive tackle leagues. I mean, he's like an elite option. Somebody mentioned this. I think it was um, it was the guy who does the uh, late round, uh, maybe Zacharyson, J.J. Zacharyson. I think it was him that said, has anyone checked on Ryquel Armstead running back for the Jags? He's been on the COVID list for like five, four or five weeks now. That's true. Are we sure he's okay? Can someone, can we get a, like a search party down there in Jacksonville to check on Ryquell? It's HIPAA, bro. It's true. Yeah, hey, you can't Peyton, say anything. Peyton cited that. I remember one time when everybody was grilling him on his neck injury. He's like, well, you know, I, I'd love to talk to you all about that, but as you all know, that's a HIPAA violation. So. But he was fine with the information leaking out about him teabagging old toilet mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favorite <laughs> Uh, like names that someone called someone else. Toilet mouth is goat. It that, is the best. That is the time. best thing to call because you could absolutely see Peyton <laughs> calling someone old toilet mouth. Old toilet mouth. Like with his dad, no, like talking to his dad, his dad on the phone. Yeah, that was his dad that said that, right? No, I would. I kind of assumed it was in the context of him talking to his dad. Maybe his dad was the one who came up with it. But yeah, Peyton's like, oh yeah, he's definitely old toilet mouth. I just love it. All right, Adrian Phillips, Addy, New England safety. Yes, yeah, so he's back and playing well. Got, uh, I think, 10 tackles last week. But, yeah, I mean, he's uh, as long as he's continuing to get those type snaps, for sure. All right, what about Rayshon Jenkins? I mean, who who the hell knows with that defense? Some, there's guys that are up and down all the time. I mean, he, he's fine, you know, but he's uh, he's been a little more, you know, a little, little inconsistent for me. All he's right. fine. What about uh, Nasir Adderley? Uh, same thing, you know, same, you know, same uh, backfield there. If you had to pick between Rayshon and Nasir Adderley, who are you taking there in Los Angeles? I think Jenkins is probably the, the safer pick, but I like Adderley a lot. He's got the upside. All right, so what about a couple more here? Taylor Rapp. It's not a wrap, as we know. Jordan Fuller on IR. Yeah, hopefully you held on to him. I mean, he's going to be the guy. And he and he looks, you know, he, he did. He had a really good week, so uh, yeah, definitely need to to get wrap. Not a wrap yet. Cole Holcomb. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Need that to see it. Need yeah. to see it longer. I don't the the all the Washington linebackers. I'm just like, bleh, nope, stay away. Yep. Moving on. Dre Greenlaw. Hell yeah. This was a guy I talked about a few weeks ago on the squad who was like, this dude's not doing anything right now, but he's insurance in case Quan gets hurt because and Quan got hurt and when Quan gets hurt Greenlaw I heard it said well in the around the NFL pod which we should I want to I want to go ahead and break the news we're going to have Mark Sessler back on the pod let's go come on Mark good to meet you in advance here in a couple weeks (laughs) I I need to contact him to get a date locked down but look forward to that we're going to have Mark back on the pod said very well on his show that um, all that 
Drake Greenlaw does is show up and make dramatic plays. Yeah. Like goal line stops seem to be his th- big thing. Made a huge stop like on the sideline that last game. Yeah, that's what he's uh, – yeah, he's, he does seem to show up in, in big moments. But, yes, I mean, Quan's hurt now. Quan has a high ankle sprain. That's so, a that's a that I'm starting to look at that injury as a season killer. It's yeah, you're, they're not going to be the same. You can just bank on them not being the same the rest of the year. I mean, you've seen like, you know, teams have finally started figuring that out. Like they've Saints have been really cautious with Michael Thomas. Same with CMC. Like they're really being cautious. But I don't, I don't expect those guys to come back and be 100 percent at any point in the year. Yeah. Dre is Dre is like what the Colts have done with Anthony Walker, right? Kind of as an insurance policy there with Darius Leonard. So I mean, he has been an absolute. Greenlaw's more like um, Okariki, really. You could say, yeah. I mean, either way, just keeping like a lot of those good linebackers mm-hmm. around, knowing, yes. hey, this position's going to get dinged the way we play. Of Absolutely. Fly to the ball and, you know, make big plays. But, um, yeah, I'm a fan as well. And I love this last guy we have mentioned on I was going to say, I want you to take this one, Kamoko Teray. I'm pumped to see him get back. Of course, he had, I think, against Kansas City last year uh, is when he got hurt. He had a ankle injury. I think he maybe dislocated his ankle. Um, but been rehabbing. I, I know they said that he was weren't quite sure, but he's he's cleared from what I've read to come back after the bye week. So if you can find him out there and you need a DN uh, that may have a spark and maybe getting some plays, I mean, I don't know quite what to expect. Everything I've read and heard on different Colts podcasts, uh, Kevin's Corner, a few different you know different podcasts. Shout out KB, Kevin Bowen. Um, I mean, he's basically saying it in a best-case scenario, he's maybe playing after the bye on some third-down snaps. So take that for what it's worth. I think he's got good upside. It just may not be immediately because I think they're going to kind of baby step him back in. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe a, a guy later in the season that could have some production there. Um, so we have we do have some comments, Addy. Uh, Jordan we has requested that we give a shout-out to who ended the reign of terror from across the pond. Tom Kissingberry's run atop Shark City. Wow, Jordan, shots fired. Yeah, I know. Jordan uh, wanted it known uh, who took him down. And um, he said with Drake, so I'm guessing maybe Kenyon Drake played a role in b- that being able to happen. Boobam, one of our favorites, said uh, Raquel Armstead said he is fine staying away. James Robinson said so. <laughs> so that is, uh, yeah, what's keeping old Raquel on the yeah. COVID-19 list. Maybe he got his feelings hurt or something. He's like, I'm just going to stay here. I and they can feel just good. use the COVID as an excuse. Yeah. So, Connie, hit us with the, uh, you know, the IDP Q&A is meant to help out new uh, IDP players to get acclimated to different parts of the IDP experience. Uh, what's our question for this week? So our Q&A question is, do you feel like playing uh, IDP has helped your overall fantasy knowledge? Yeah, so Addy, I think this is uh, a question that we really talked about a lot in the first episode with Kyle Borgannoni making the case for IDP, uh, that it, I think it absolutely does. Uh, it makes you, it forces you to have a deeper understanding of offensive value, especially in terms of trades, because you're uh, trying to evaluate offense versus defense, you really have to know what guys are worth when you're making these kind of uh, multi-positional trades. So that's one way it's helped. Absolutely. Also, it helps you as far as like matchups go. Like it, it gives you a good understanding of what what uh, who are the good cornerbacks in the league, who are the good defenses. You know what what are the who are the better units in the league as far as coverage and and you know, against the run and stuff like that. You're just more in tune with all that stuff. Um, and, you know, like last night we were watching, we were, me and uh, shout out Charlie, we were watching the game at, at the bar and Buda Baker was going nuts. And 
no one knew who that you know what I mean no there was no it one makes s- you enjoy football a right. lot more no one knew who that was but I was like you know I was loving it could call out all these all these defensive players I mean I just I think it just it just makes your your knowledge yeah so much so much more as far as everything goes well think about last night too Connie you had the Dallas Cowboys who have been a horrific defense. I mean, back when Dak Prescott was healthy, we were seeing him put up historic passing numbers. And so that's something to take away as well is when you know that a defense is bad, you know, that's something that even playing IDP, you know the players who are valuable for IDP, but you also know this defense, not very good, but there's still talent to be had there. Um, so you know as well. Yeah. That, that's always nice. I mean, it's hard to keep up with that sometimes, but if you know like they're missing big pieces like – yeah, that's stuff that that is is helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's like any good any person that has a good argument or a good opinion on something, they know both sides, right? Because they want to know how everything operates. So you you can't just know one side and think, okay, you know, I'm going to jump into this league now and I'm somehow going to be good. You got to know how both sides work to be able to, you know, again, you know the offense better because now you know how the defense works. But you know, for me, it's it's been baptism by fire. I mean, I was taking my lumps early. Not to brag, I might be on a two or three game winning streak right now. That's so, good. brag um, a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe right, projected to finish like middle of the pack. But hey, man, I'm learning. It's uh, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head with all that, so I won't get too repetitive. But it's uh, again, it just it you all summed it up real just perfectly in certain terms of saying you just appreciate football more. And I don't know why we would treat football any differently than like every other sport, right? Like we enjoy in baseball, good pitching games. Well, we want to see hits, but if somebody's throwing a no-hitter or a shutout or just defensively playing lights out, same thing in basketball, right? You know, the LeBron block in the finals, you know, like we, why would we not enjoy it in football? So in fantasy, it does add just another element to the best sport, professional football. So I'm a fan. Yep. And that was my thing was when you know that a defense is bad, you can then look at the offense is going to have to play catch up. The Dallas Cowboys' offense was a great offense to target because their defense was terrible. If you had if you had Dak or C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper or Ezekiel Elliott or even Dalton Schultz, you knew that those pieces were going to be valuable because the team was going to be playing catch-up. So, like, for instance, if you knew that um, the Cowboys, will just stick with them, if they had a running back that was like a grinder, you know, kind of like uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, always talked about not a great pass-catching back, you would know, uh, may want to try to move him because they're going to be in a lot of catch-up, you know, catch-up games and not be able to hand the ball off to AP, you know, 25 times a game. So it's it helps you understand, yeah, the offensive side of the ball a lot more because you see where those little tiny advantages that you want to try to get week in and week out over your competition, it helps a lot with that. It you just know, makes it more enjoyable. It makes it watching does. football way more enjoyable. It really does. I mean, it's it's just you have twice the players to root for. Yes, there's Think about never that. there's like yeah there's never a game where you don't have at least someone going. It seems you know in the leagues we're in where we start like twenty five guys. Um, it just it just makes the week so much more fun. Absolutely, Connor. Have you been enjoying your first IDP season? Yeah, again, it, it's been baptism by fire. I have enjoyed it. Uh, you all hit the nail on the head. It makes you enjoy football more. You got to pay attention more. Obviously, more moving parts by having more players. It's not the lazy man's approach like in other leagues. We just pick a defense. So it's you're 100 percent hitting the nail on the head. Of offensively, it coaches you up a lot more because you're paying attention to individual defensive players how they're playing, who's shining as a rookie, who's underperforming, and you know, if so facto, what offensive players you feel like will be a great matchup that week. So 
it's you're you're hurting a little more cats in terms of adding all these moving parts in, but it's it is really enjoyable. It's uh it's just a big learning curve, but yeah. uh, so far so good. And there okay. are some people that argue, you know, that IDP makes you not as good at, at the offensive side because you're spending all this time, you know, focused on defensive players where you're oh. not. I don't really think that's true. No, I think that is completely 100% false. But also, you're playing it wrong. Like, it, I don't care. I, I'm not impressed if you're if you're at these offensive, you know, It's like saying that if squads. you knew Spanish and you learned French that you would know less Spanish. Right. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. In fact, you would probably be better at Spanish because acquiring a knowledge that is adjacent to another knowledge pool that you have only enriches that existing knowledge pool. It does not detract from it. Yeah. Knowing both, again, every good argument is knowing both sides. So same is true here with knowing you'll know how the offense works better if you know how the defense works because that's who they're playing against. So yeah. it's it's only to your benefit. So I don't see that. And in my first year, that that would just be my opinion is the the the, the newbie in the group so uh, it's been fun well good addy it's that time we are now entering the chamber of screams you would have been a great extra on like the harry potter movies to be like the, the all the three main characters are entering the chamber of secrets and you're like you can go down into the chamber of sea i need him to have like a big nose yeah and, like, oh, a huge nose up real bad yeah, see, with the hood I didn't even know this was like Harry Harry Potter. Like, I'm not a not a fan. Not a nerd. Not a nerd. I thought this was just about Halloween, but it uh, is. It's a little bit of both. That's just I where my it. mind went to when I was trying to rip off Panic Room. We're gonna try and get some drops on here. I'm gonna We're do gonna some try. research this Keyword week. Keyword on try. Josh is making. He's 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 leaving me up to it. So That's we'll right. see. That's what, right. Adam's what? at his desk with his headphones in, listening to like <laughs> screams and people being murdered on YouTube. What made you change it from uh, Chamber of Creams? Uh, you know, just trying to keep it relatively PG. Oh, okay. So uh, let's start off with the DBs here, Addy. So what we're going to give you is the preseason ranking from our consensus big three rankings of where we saw these guys, you know, ending up end of season and um, where they are right now. And I want your level of panic. Should we be worried about these guys? And we're going to start off with one of your favorites there in Minnesota, Harrison Smith, preseason ranking DB8. Currently sitting at DB forty two, should we be concerned about Harrison? Eh, I mean, not great, but no, I don't think so. This is kind of what he does. You know, he starts off slow, or he's just very up and down. I think the the big weeks will come. I, I'd expect him to have a better second half than the first. Yeah, but yeah, you're frustrated. I mean, you, yeah, you I'm know. I'm starting him as one of my two you know safeties in our main league along with Jonathan Abram, and uh, it's not been great. Not been. What I would expect for somebody who, um, when I went back and did that historic scoring over like the past seven or eight years, he was the one guy that kept popping up on the DBs as like year to year was top 12 consistent. So just expect it better, uh, yeah. especially, you know, with not a lot of talent there on the Minnesota defense. You thought that the opportunity would be there, but it just really hasn't been. He's always been a bit, you know, a bit of a hybrid where he does, you know, he can get some decent tackle numbers, but he gets the big play stats. The big play stats just haven't come yet. Yeah. So, Connie, what about this next guy here? Von Bell recently moved this offseason from the Saints to the Bengals. Uh, preseason ranking of DB11, sitting at DB23 right now. Doesn't seem like there's a huge cause for concern in terms of where our you know perception was versus the reality right now. 
Yeah, I mean, nothing to get too excited about. I think, unfortunately, that's kind of the Bengals' M.O. across the board. I I feel, just not to jump over to the offense too much, but I feel for Burrow, man. That whole team across the board, you got no line. You, you're you basically getting your quarterback beat up. I think the city's on track for 70 sacks. Said so defense is having to play a lot, so, you know, seeing him drop like that, it, it wouldn't be anybody that's setting my, my pants on fire. And I just want to add in, in case I don't get to do anybody else in the DBs, When's my man Julian Blackman going to get some love on any of these lists? Hey, hey. We'll, we'll get him up there. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, he had the game ceiling interception for the Colts. Two picks this year. He's looked really nice. It's just the tackle numbers haven't really been up there. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was checking to see what his official numbers were. It was he only had, I think, registered nine tackles on the year. So I mean, not great, obviously but, there. But, but some, hey, he, he's the type that has a knack for making big plays. I think. I think. I think that's going to be the case with him. Hadn't played all year either. He's only played yep. a handful of games. Yeah, so I mean, a, it's he's a rookie. So. Yeah. Um, but Von Bell, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's at least out there. We love that. I mean, he, you know, his last game he had nine tackles. Um, so that's solid. I mean, really, he's he's been fine. I mean, look at so he, week one to week six eight tackles eight tackles eight tackles six tackles six tackles nine tackles you have to also keep in mind sean williams has been getting folded back into the mix yep. here they also have jesse bates yep so, so von bell's playing you know majority of the snaps like you know 95 percent up so there's a there's there's certain players with whom when they have the opportunity uh you just have to be patient you know this is not uh um, be fine they're going to be on the field a lot, so safety I mean, 23 is fine yeah you'll, you'll be all right that's what i was saying nothing to sneeze at here only 12 Spots lower, but... 100% of the snaps. 100%. Von Bell is fine. He's a great option. On the season, 100%? Yes. Wow. Good for you, Von Bell. That's some durability, dude. All right, this is a guy we've had a lot of debates on, so I'm curious your take here, Addy. Jabril Peppers, preseason ranking 13, current rank DB 64. Well, you know, I mean, he was hurt. I mean, he so he missed a, he missed a few weeks. He was kind of banged up. But uh, last week, he was, he was kind of solid. I mean, he was fine. Um... Six tackles. I mean, that's better than what he was doing, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, he's not going to be someone I'm probably trotting out there and starting. I'm going to need to see, like, you know, eight to nine tackles before I'm putting him in the lineup. There's two words for why I think you can explain this ranking. You mentioned he got banged up a little bit. Blake Martinez. Yes. The linebacker won on the season. That's one that we didn't miss on. Also, Logan Ryan. That's right. Logan Ryan. What were teams doing? The Cam Newton argument of, like, what were teams doing not signing Cam Newton? Why did it take Logan Ryan so long to get a job? I don't know. Maybe he was just demanding too much because he did, like, lead the lead, or he was up there in tackles. You know, he was trying to be viewed as a safety. I don't know. seemed like his agent was not the best. I think he got a new agent. Yeah, he's like Davion deal. Same thing with him. Got yeah. a new agent, got a team, and guess it, what? He's fitting great. It I was a weird like. offseason. I think we got it. you know, it was Chrono. A lot of agents needed to get fired. Yes, that's the that's the hot take. Hire well, us. I'll represent anybody. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll go get you whatever money. You want to say you're a quarterback, Logan Ryan? Fine. Whatever gets you the contract. I'm doing the network. Need that's a real right. estate agent? Yeah, we'll get hey. you get you a nice house. Hey. Can you get your license in New York real quick? Uh, yeah, I can trade. Take me about a, a week. Okay. I'll get you a credit card. I know card. a guy. <laughs> a credit card. Maybe yeah. a car loan. I'll help you set up your podcast. Come on down. Uh, what about this guy? Adrian Amos, preseason ranking DB22, current ranking DB71. No, nah, I'm not. I can't deal with him anymore. I mean, he's getting he's getting the playing time. He's getting like you know up. I think he might be getting 100 percent of the snaps as well. But no. Do you want Darnell Savage there instead? Um, or do you want any of the Packers safeties? Not really any. I mean, Darnell, is there anyone from that defense now that Kirksey is gone that you want? Savage really hadn't been getting it done either. I mean, he's been he's he seems to be the more 
uh, tackle heavy of the two, but even those numbers aren't aren't great. Um, so yeah, probably not starting any of those guys right now. Yeah, I don't blame you. So let's move to linebacker Connor, and I want to start with one that is going to hurt. Okay, so just get ready. We're going to rip the bandaid off now. This guy has been hurt. Okay, so we're not going to you know read a whole lot into this. I actually asked Z Mags to throw him on here. Just because he is on our Indianapolis Colts, this is Darius Leonard preseason ranking. He was the LB1, currently sitting at LB65. Are you worried about Lenny moving forward this season? No, but here's the thing. It was a freaky groin injury to begin with. I mean, he basically just kind of ran into running sideways one of his own teammates. It was kind of a friendly fire thing. So groins are are tricky. They're like a... Uh, a hamstring or anything else there that you, you can't really rest it unless you're just not doing anything. So um, he wasn't playing great to his standards, right? You know, when you're an all-pro, you, you have a different standard. Same with Quentin Nelson. Both are all-pro guys. I don't think either one has played to their standard. You look at the line, they're last in the league in rushing. That's not acceptable from the best line in the league. You look at Darius. Defense has been good. But his numbers prior to the injury, not great. Not not linebacker one great. So, And I think I, it's also worth mentioning they have two other really good linebackers there. Yeah. That's, Anthony that, Walker is good. Yep. Yeah. Okariki has stepped in and proven he can definitely help carry the load when Leonard is out. Oh, he's blossomed. Okariki's blossomed. And you're going to get Ture back. So it's not to devalue Leonard. He should definitely be somebody that I think he's going to come back. The chip is going to be there. You know, he's getting the bye week. He probably could have played this week. If it came down to it and this was to get in the playoffs, I think the guy would have played. But um, don't lose faith. But, you know, that drop is is well-deserved, in my opinion. How's the uh, how's the health on him right now? Yeah, I don't know. Have we heard any updates for this week in terms of is he going to be good to go? Well, we have a bye this week. so He's not going to be good yeah, to go. He would not be good to go. That's what I was saying. The bye for him will will give him, I think last week, again, if it would have been for a playoff spot, he, he probably would have played. Uh, but they're being cautious. And, again, it, uh, the groin, hamstrings, quads, those, you you just can't, you can't really work around those without straining them a little bit. So I think being overly cautious, letting that heal up. Yeah, they have um, the depth to let it, you know, ooh. to be cautious. So this is nice. So this is from the Indy Star today. It says Colts hope to get Darius Leonard, Mo Ali Cox, Michael Pittman, and Kamoko Ture back after the bye. Wow. That's yeah, a nice, that's huge. That's some nice uh, reinforcements coming in. No there injuries coming out of that game either, is what Frank Reich reported initially. Of course, they thought that last time, and then Michael Pittman had compartment syndrome, so that was his a, leg was about to explode. Yeah, dude, that's a trip. What are you boys thinking about JT? Uh, he's been, he's looked okay. I think he's he has. It's not um, the physical. I think we know he's an athletic freak. I think it's the vision right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's trusting his instincts or finding the right holes. Um, yeah, haven't been super impressed, but I think there is reason to be optimistic because there have been plays where he's flashed. Yeah, That's just what you want to see, right, with a yep. rookie running back is you want to see the plays where he's flashed, but it is worrisome because we do have that offensive line. You know, it's not like he's running behind some kind of Bengals patchwork offensive yeah. line that's a complete disaster. So, um, yeah. I would say mixed results thus far for JT. A B minus. Um, 
Yeah, definitely, man. He's in the Bs. Here's the thing. He didn't get a lot of play because, you know, we remembered Marlon Mack. Of course, he got hurt early, but Marlon Mack was the starter. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, with him being out, it's uh, Taylor was getting some snaps, but in the early games, he was hardly getting any in that first game. And so it's it's been hard to, you know, keep keep a you know consistent track on him up to this point because his play has been inconsistent. But what he's been asked to do, again, the stats, look, they, they're not a good rushing team right now. And I think a lot of that is, again, a rookie that has had absolutely no uh, no preseason. This has kind of been his preseason to learn, to see those holes opening and closing True. a lot quicker. And the usage has been weird. There yeah. is there is no reason that um, that he should not be the workhorse right now. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, Reich has mixed in Jordan Wilkins. Uh, he's not been using Naheem Hines effectively. He hasn't given Taylor enough. They want to be a running team, a bully running team, and they're just not giving Taylor the opportunities. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't gotten more than 67% of the offensive snaps. That's wild. That was his big that was his best week. Last week he got 59%. Week before that 55%, 46 week before that. So and I mean, he's, he's supposedly a pass catching back, right? This is something that's in his skill set. Maybe he's not Well, the that best was at it. that was always the knock that he wasn't, but he's proven that no, he's pretty darn good. I mean, he's, he's catching he's, the ball decently, but again, it's just he's not getting a ton of reps. Yeah, I mean, last game he had four catches for 55 yards. Yeah, you know? exactly. Dude can catch. So we, it's not like I was saying there's he's not getting game scripted out. In these right. games where the Colts are having to come back. This is not Trent Richardson. I, I've seen people say that online. It's like, he misses the whole, like, Trent. And I'm like, no, man. Like, our line is good. But the line, and again, I think Quentin would tell you. Of course, we didn't have Costanzo last week. But not having a whole new quarterback, having no preseason, we're seeing a lot of teams have this lag. And I've hit on this every week, and it's super important. But the newer teams that are having a lot of rookie players playing, especially ones that weren't going to start, like, JT had no expectation to start. Marlon Mack in a contract year was going to take a lot of that heavy lifting. So, I'm, I've am i got him in Slayton and on that, that B to B minus range. But he, he's got to be better. But Frank Reich's got to be better. He's got to give him yeah. more opportunities. He's got to find yep. ways to still let Wilkins be a guy that spills him. He can play. Let Mar or let Marlon. I'm I'm sitting here. Got him oh, on the brain now. I, I didn't know, even get man. one game from Marlon Mack. That was such a. Just and he would have been punch. good. He would have been. He oh, would have Mack been, looked great. He would have looked good. You got to get Hines so in good. too. You got to let Hines get Paris Campbell snaps if you don't get Paris back. So let let Hines be a gadget Why is guy. He not split out wide and that Paris because he, he can catch. He can. You know, if he can field. It's true. It is. It's gotten too cute. He's Frank, Frank Reich has pretzeled himself a little bit this year. He has a little bit. So let's uh, Addy. We're going to talk about a three pack of linebackers here. And I'm going to hit all three of them, and then I'll just if you want to if you wonder why this is called Chamber of Screams, this is what I pictured was Adam down in a basement somewhere just yelling into like you know the those places where you can pay money, go suit up, get like a helmet on and like some you know put pillows over your chest and just just rail on stuff with like baseball bats and crowbars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what you were doing as you thought about these three linebackers. So pretty much Shaq Thompson preseason ranking LB five currently at LB 19 feels like it should be like 119. Uh, Deion Jones preseason ranking LB 15 current rank LB 29 and the worst offender of all Corey Littleton. We mentioned him preseason rank LB 17 current ranking LB 68 preach on it. Addy. Shoo-wee. What the H is going on here? Shoo-wee, it's been a tough year. 
I was feeling so good. I called myself LBU in, in uh, preseason. Um, got humbled a little bit. Got humbled a little bit. This has been uh, this has been a nightmare. It's been a, it's been a true nightmare. I've, I was able to ship off Corey Littleton today, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to be probably starting Deion Jones. I'm going to be he's going to be replaced by Avery Williamson and uh, Eric Wilson. Um, yeah, it's just you've been you've been frustrated. You've been disappointed. I mean, the uh, you know the Shaq Thompson he's kind of floating off. He had a big week three, so that week he had 12 tackles, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. That was his best game. Ever since then, he's been pretty mediocre. Last week, it was just like six tackles. Week before that, ten tackles. But you know, uh, that was his that was his second. Well, twelve tackles week one, but he's not adding anything to it. So if you look at like his game log, it's twelve, two, twenty four, nine, ten, six. This was a guy that we were projecting was going to be like a top ten linebacker. You know, no more Keekley, no more Eric Reed. Um, it just was all lining up for Shaq Thompson. And it's not the case yet. It's just not that guy. And but um, we, I feel okay about him. Like out of this group. Yeah, I was going to ask. I where's your the, confidence? I feel the best out out of. Uh, I feel the best about Shaq. So, um, great comment here. I'm going to throw it up on the screen from Boobam. Foye Oluakun is the linebacker to own in ATL. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. He is. Which is funny because I was saying I got burned by Foye last year. I'm not in, but he's clearly proven to be the guy. Uh, if you had to rank these guys, you shipped uh, Corey Littleton out of town. So I'm going to say he's probably third on the list. Yes. Deion Jones second, Shaq Thompson first in terms of your confidence. Yeah. But are you – if if someone came and gave you a fair offer, you're moving all these guys, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'm never going to be attached to a linebacker again. Um, they are – I don't care about any of them except, you know, I like Blake Martinez. I, I like him a lot right now. That was the one – that's the one thing I felt great about. I did the preseason rankings with you all, redraft for the mm-hmm. first time this year, and I was like, I just think Blake is – he's going to be good, man. Like, yeah. just cling to what is familiar, and Blake Martinez inside the top five <laughs> he's, is he's familiar. About as solid as it gets. Uh, and it don't matter when he moves teams. You know, you see, like, Corey and these other guys. Uh, I mean, thing with – thing with the the uh the Raiders situation is neither one is you know Nick Quick who we were kind of excited about he hadn't really you know established himself either so maybe it's just one of those situations where they're just trying to figure it out and it'll be a little bit before we see production but that's this isn't the way we wanted to start no out. the Raiders have been a mixed bag at best in yeah. terms of IDP production and like if you you know check out that thread shout out uh Macri um if you read that thread you'll know that Corey Littleton has been being graded very poorly he's not playing well at all yeah, that was one thing that I, like I said from the article I took away was uh, the way he's being used is different than how he was being used in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Um, no Aaron Donald, that should be mentioned. Yep. Cleared up a lot of holes for Corey to, you know, kind of fill and make the tackle. And um, his, you know, play recognition has been really suspect. His mechanics have been very sloppy at Missing times. tackles. Um, so, yeah, Corey Littleton is... Absolutely a guy that you should be looking to offload at this point if someone is still trying to buy in, uh, you know, buy into the name. But I think he's going to have, I mean, he, he's got to have a better second half. He has to have a better second half. Does he? I think so. I don't I know, man. So. I think I'm, it'll normalize. I mean, I think you got to, uh, I think that's just kind of how it works. Same thing with Harrison Smith. Started off slow, but you, you figure like, and also it, it, it would line up. I mean, you know, I know that Corey's a pro and a vet, but. You know, no preseason, new team. It's different. 
So last linebacker here, Connie, we want to touch on. This was a guy that you beautifully segued out of talking about showing your wiener for some reason last week. Willie Gay Jr., linebacker in Kansas City. We got all hot and bothered because his snap t- uh, snap count was upticking every week, uh, accumulating two weeks ago in the 47 percentage of 47% of snaps. And last night played two defensive snaps. So preseason ranking of LB24 and uh, currently sitting at LB112 is a big old wet fart for your IDP fantasy team, is it not? It is. Uh, just that, that sound clip gets me every time. But what what was I saying about getting a wiener out? What was that? I don't know. You just said you hey, had your wiener out for some reason. Never know. When was this? It was last week. Go back and listen. Cut the tape back I'm about again. I say, cut the tape in here. This I wish we had it on the sound. That's another thing we're going to have to ask Josh of stuff we know he doesn't have on the soundboard. Like, do you have that on there? Do you have last week's whole yeah. episode? We can just play oh, it yeah. back, and I can just fast forward like this. Yeah, Listen, let him have it. If you're still on the live stream with us, just make sure he has it. But, yeah, that's... you got to get better, Josh. That, Go back and listen to it. I'm telling you, it's in there. Yeah, it's tough to find anything to nitpick at with Kansas City, but that is, you know, from that position, it's it's tough to see the the drop he's had. But um, so I just want to go back to what you said, Mark, about you would get rid of, you would sell any of these guys. You're not loyal to any linebacker. Would that include a guy like Leonard on there who is going to come back but has dropped because of not playing? Hell yeah, you've been pretty good to sell Leonard at the beginning of the year. You'd be able to made out probably just fine. That's what uh, I'll throw up another boo bam comment here. He said, "I'd be selling high on name value, get a very serviceable LB and a pick in a dynasty league." Yep, I mean, you could you could sell Leonard right now for like a Avery Williamson plus a third or a second or something like that. You know, interesting. I um, just hearing that, hearing like what assets are worth, like defensively, it's it's interesting. Just like on the offense, like what offensive assets mean what, like from running backs and receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends and. All that stuff. So that's this has been a great reminder this season that LB is very replaceable. Yeah, no, yeah. there there are very few guys that um, you can just plant your flag on that are going to be good. They're the running back of the defense. I feel like. Yep. Here, it's, let's scroll up through some of the names on this list. Uh, top thirty six linebackers: Anthony Walker, Vince Williams, Nathan Gary, B.J. Goodson, uh, Kazir White. Devondre Campbell, Eric Wilson, Eric Wilson, Eric Wilson, Eric Wilson. 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 <laughs> John Bostic, yes, uh, Eric Wilson. Was that was that problematic? We're gonna get canceled for that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Are trouble. we canceled we right be now? Careful, boys. Got to clip this out. Uh, Josh. Uh, our boy Aluakon, uh, Kyler uh, Fackrell. I mean. What the H? What the H is going on here? If the Colts don't re-sign Anthony Walker because he's in a contract year, it's just. It's ridiculous. He's he's, he's going to get a lot of money, though. I know, but still, like, I don't want him to do like they did with um, Jarrell Freeman, where they let him go and go get paid by somebody like the Bears. And but then he does all those steroids. He did do steroids. It's a hard example there. I don't think Walker's on steroids. Man, but he's such a smart, good player. You just don't, when, when you miss Leonard. Walker, don't do steroids. Yeah. Don't Walker, make us look bad. seriously, we love you too much. I know you're watching. Don't Anthony. do this Thank to you us. for tuning in. Um, so, Boo Bam has a question. Is there a linebacker in Philly to own? Seems like it's Nate Gary, right? Yeah. I mean, Nate Gary is a guy. We did get to see... Uh, Nate Gary is a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy that's there. He does exist. We did get to see uh, Davion Taylor get a little bit of run last week. and he That was the guy we were high on. He had a few He had a few nice little clips. Very nice sideline to sideline speed. So, uh, you know, yeah, Gary is He's going to be fine. Teams love to pick on him. He's he's really bad. But that's another linebacking core that is oh so gross. Uh, good comment here from our boy IDP Bob. This whole Corey conversation seems suspect. 
as the new Corey Littleton manager in our main league, I'm not surprised that Bob is chiming in on uh, defending mm-hmm. his man. Do he be out there listening? Listen, I like him, Bob. I think he's going to have a much better second half. That's right. You better. We all hope so. We want the best. We want the best for these players. We're not rooting against them, but hey, we have to call a spade hey, a spade. Bob knows what he's doing. He's he's coming. I mean, you couldn't have had Corey for a third four weeks ago. No, you know, he knows what he's doing. Getting in there low. By low? Yes, sir. All right, let's move to D-line. Connor, this is uh, one of your guys, so we'll kick it off with you. Josh Allen, preseason ranking D-lineman 8, current ranking D-lineman 53. Should we have confidence in our boy from UK? Unfortunately, I, I seeing that drop is a little, yeah, it's a little hard to kind of defend that. So same breath as as Darius, right? Like I, I want to believe in him. I don't know if he's struggled with injury like it's Darius. Injury. It's yeah, injury. That's, that's kind of what I figured. There's a little bit of injury going on there as well. But um, as of now, it'd be in that same Leonard position of I would assume if he's able to come back, like Leonard will be able to after the bye. Hopefully that you know he's he's going to have production if he's on the field. But right now for him, it's just. It's getting on the field. So, I guess it'd kind of be a wait and see. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, I mean, he was kind of coming on before the injury. I mean, so he had two sacks in the game in the uh, game before getting hurt. But, uh, yeah, he missed the last two. So, that's yeah. bringing him down on the year. But I think he's still uh, an elite option. I uh, I like I like Josh Allen. He's, he's going to be fine. But down at 53. I mean, that's – I know to, I know injury can put you down there. Stash him, if anything. I mean, just like Leonard. Like, if you've had him or keep – like, keep him. Don't – I wouldn't cut him. If you think he's going to come back, like, he will be on the field th- if healthy. I think he What's is. What's he have again? I think he is a fantastic buy. All right. I like that. What's his injury been? Do we know? Has it been uh, something – Because there are injuries that are more concerning than others for – Defensive players, um, you know, like a quarterback, you don't want their shoulder hurt. You don't obviously want, like, ankle or knee injuries for wide receivers. Um, defense, you don't want them to, like, you know, lose their head or anything. <laughs> That's so true, Josh. I, I mean, it's – it's. I look, I call it like it is. Listen, you're, like, so elite at vamping. So, listen to this. Allen is neat. tied for the team's lead in pressure with uh, 13, despite playing two fewer games in almost the entire defensive line. He also leads the team in sacks with two – and while he hasn't dominated the line like many thought he would this season, he's still amongst the team best defenders. So, Ooh, course, that's great pull, Connie. Yeah, that's I was trying to find the injury, but Mark beat me to it that it's a knee. Is that a always, knee? Yeah. And he's on track for week seven. I love it. Let's go. go buy Get him. him back in. Come on, Josh. Let's go. Love buy it. him. That's a great buy. All right. What about this one? I have a feeling, Addy, that you might be selling this next guy. Demarcus Lawrence, preseason ranking DL11, current ranking DL11. 38, you are a manager in the XFFL. Speak on it. Definitely selling. In that in that league, I, I have a, a lot of depth there at defensive end, but, you know, it's a lot of kind of disappointing depth. Um, but but one positive with Demarcus Lawrence is the the snap count has definitely trended up. So, um, you know, first part of the year, the first four games, he was kind of looking like 50% of the snaps. Last two weeks, he's gotten 69% of the snaps and 65% of the snaps this week against Arizona. So, uh, we like seeing that. Um, the pressure numbers have actually been kind of decent. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's going to be fine. He's just he's just likely a, a DE3 for you. He's not the DE2 we thought he might be. Yeah, this is adjusting expectations, I yes. think. And this guy is um, – this next guy is a great example of that is Trey Flowers. This is uh, a bounce-back candidate that we all liked in Detroit, preseason ranking DL15. Not too far off that current ranking DL twenty one. So if you, especially if you've got him as your D lineman three, Addy, you are feeling very nice about Mister Flowers. 
Yeah, he's he's been solid. I mean, um, last week the snaps were down, so that's a little weird. He only played 28 snaps last week, so I don't know if he might have gotten banged up at all. But, um, but yeah, he's been fine. He's only had, you know, two really two really bad weeks. Um, I think he's kind of performed, you know, kind of what people thought he would. Yeah, I have him in uh, several places, actually, because uh, this was a guy I was very high on. Along with Demarcus Lawrence, those were kind of my two bounce-back guys mm-hmm. in, along the defensive line. Lawrence hasn't quite lived up to expectations. It's been Alden Smith out of nowhere. But um, Trey Flowers has, I think, performed pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you, even though it says, you you know, what's the ADP here? So he was uh, uh, D-lineman 15. So that's not the that was not the case in any of the leagues I did. Like he was he was basically you know you forget about that good guy like that. He was he, going lower. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it was. Uh, I think when people are coming off of uh, injury riddled seasons, mm-hmm. uh, they tend to be forgotten about. Last name Flowers. That's right. Yeah, we just We've covered that. We have. He needs to do a name change. Uh, Connor, another Colts guy here. And another guy that we really like, um, Justin Houston, preseason ranking D-lineman 20, current rank D-lineman 32. Now, he put up a big goose egg. Up until this week, he'd been doing pretty well. Um, I think that Houston might be hurt right now. I don't think that he's 100% healthy. I could see that. And they've, you know, that defense has almost did like the offensive line did last year. And I, I feel like that... Uh, you know, D-line has been out there quite a bit. Those guys have been, you know, trying to get some continuity. They've got some pieces coming back, like we mentioned with uh, Ture coming back, hopefully after the bye. So hopefully he'll get a little relief. So that may make me fade him even a little more. Uh, with Ture coming back, that's a yeah, great point. so, I mean, again, if he's fighting injury, he may just be trying to hang on until Ture can come back. So um, I like Justin Houston. I liked his initial production. The goose egg makes me a little worrisome and a little more competition coming in that has fresh legs, uh, assuming Teray is on track. Uh, just something to uh, keep in mind for a, a guy that I, I usually stand up for pretty big, but that is a you know, fair criticism. And it's been, a, it's been a hip injury. Hip injuries really, really worry me. So With uh, that Houston, that's what he's kind of been dealing with? Yes. Because huh. I'm looking from five days ago and the run-up to the Bengals game, it says he was uh, logging limited practices because of a hip injury. Now he did play forty six snaps, so that's that's nice. It is. We'll see what it looks like though this week. I'm, I'm also. He's I'm, always been very streaky. Yes, always. It's not a guy that is. If and that's, that's another learning point from this year has been defensive line very streaky. Yeah. If you have a defensive lineman that is consistently putting up points, they are a rarity. That's the position though. It is. But you get beat to death, man. I mean, no wonder guys get streaky and miss time and start playing hurt because, I mean, yeah, and, and they bald. Be, yeah. And they can be taken out of the play. I mean, Aaron Donald, that's what's so remarkable about him is he does all of this getting double and triple teamed because he is a monster. Yep. But an offense can scheme to take him out of the play, whereas linebackers, not as much. Yep. Because those defensive linemen are eating up all these blocks. So, uh, Fantasy Guru Bro points out Miles Garrett, also in that category of consistent defensive linemen that yes, you can yes. start every week. We know is the manager in XFFL. We know Ben loves Miles yeah, Garrett, but he's right. I mean, there's you know there's like five or six of those types. You know, gyms I mean? hold on to them. Yeah, those are not replaceable. Yep. Unlike linebacker, you cannot go find those guys on the waiver nope. wire. You cling to them. That, Cherish there's, them. There's been a couple. 
but not as like there's been the Trey Hendricksons and the uh, Leonard Williams, surprisingly, back from the dead, yeah. that have been like top 24 so far this year. But, Unfor- um, you know, and unfortunately, we don't have Nick Bosa, no to Neil Hunter. That's a bummer. But those yeah. guys would be in that, you know, category. Absolutely. So there you go, Addy. Chamber of Screams. Chamber of Screams. We're, we're really only screaming about the linebackers because it has been like pulling teeth this year. Yeah, it's not been fun. We got to uh, one of our leagues has like a coaching tab um, now. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Reality Sports Online. Yeah, so there's a coaching tab. So it like, you know, it shows like optimal lineups and what you what you did on the week i have been by far the worst at that this year just because i have a lot of messes like this uh a lot of names that you feel obligated to start yes yes and they've just been letting me down every right and center but uh we're gonna keep powering on we're doing fine in, in in most of the leagues uh we're ready. We're ready. We're ready for the second half of the year. Did, you would be such a good cliche machine. Did RSO get back online? Did, they did. did. They, they, have did. Some... they had a rough week last week. Were there a lot? I mean, I'm sure people were, but it's like, I'm sure they spend a ton of like time and energy like keeping all that up. And They're I'm sure a three-man people, team. I was going to say, I'm, people seem like they were coming out of the woodwork just like stressed out about it. And nah, it's like, man, man that's... Everybody just, to everybody just chill, chill the hell out. Yeah, take, a, take a deep breath. That seems like they do a lot of good for a lot of people to have they fun all year long. They don't charge enough for the so, platform. Yeah. No, guys, like... That's not cool. We know you're listening. Charge more, like charge at least. Like, I mean, you don't have to do that. Charge it if it would help you hire more people to take some of the work off your shoulders. I would happily pay more for. I would pay. I I would pay. Yeah, I think you could do nineteen ninety nine easy. I think you could do a thousand bucks a year. Easy. Think no about, problem. Adam would pay it for the entire league. Think sure. about what we're He's doing if we had like one person complain because like we didn't do a sewed because of something. And it's just like, dude, this is yeah. this is a lot of work. It's and a labor of love. Yeah, this is a drop in the bucket compared to what they're having to do. So hey, guys, chill yeah, out. Hey, chill go out. go uh, start your own show. Yeah. Do your own fancy stuff. Yeah, it's run nice. your own RSO site. It's that easy. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks a lot easier than it actually is. Try me. We got to drink beers and come out here and talk football. Y'all don't understand what this yeah, is. Yeah, like. it's stressful. This hey, is hard to it, do week in and week out. With us updating the board with some Halloween sounds, Markham and I are going to do some recon. We've, uh, I also put down here on the Google Doc possible Kirk Cousins. You like that sound clip? I don't know if we can use that without getting. Uh, Connor, no, no, it's gonna, no. I think we can do it. Yeah, yeah we'll be fine. That'd be a good one. That'd and you said one. cherish it earlier. It made me think of, for the love of God, you got to cherish yes. it. Yes. That may be a little long, but I like that one as well. You could just say, you have the cherish it part. You got to cherish it. I'm thinking it. of a lot of them now. I think it's like uh, the, what was it, the Billy Madison, or no, maybe it was Happy Gilmore. No, it was Billy Madison. Uh, a simple no would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. know we have eight drops, right? We do not have like 42 drops. Sounds like we got to get another board. Yep. Dueling yep. boards. Dueling boards. Ooh, roadie versus roadie. roadie a roadie fest. Yeah, we're going to have a roadie off, so y'all stay tuned. All good, right. good roadie versus an evil roadie. Yeah, Halloween roadie with like the devil horns. Uh, <laughs> it's spooky. Well, we will have some spooky drops. Adam is going to do all that work uh, this next week and you will not hear those because he will forget until the last minute and try to cram it in and we won't get it done in time you can count on me i won't let you down never have never will but speaking of letting you guys down make sure you tune in to df triple s on thursdays now in the big three feed adam you guys are a fish now you're in the feed some great feedback on the first episode beautiful uh you know i guess big three idp uh feed debut that's right it went well we very uh, well we're gonna we're gonna keep doing more and more prep work tightening it up making it more professional but the drops were lovely i I thought i think that uh you know i think it went really well bright future we've got you covered 
Like, uh, yeah, we got it all for you. We got the injury report with Dr. Lezis, who we're trying to get hooked up with Dr. Chow now. It's a right. lot of fun. Big so, tings. Just always big tings. Who does lead. Dr. Chow work with now? Oh, that, I was going to say something to Lezis. He, uh, he works with the uh, proud boy, Clay Travis. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, well, you That's, can't. That was unfortunate. I was like, hmm, I don't really want to read We rescind the... our recommendation. Yeah. But no, it's that's for Dr. Lezus. That is the top of the yeah. injury report mountain is Dr. Chow. Just steer clear of old Clay Travis Markham Proud Boy. Markham loves Clay Travis. Oh, Clay Travis Proud Boy. All right, we're going to get the hell out of here before the fireworks start going off. Hope you guys hey, enjoyed. What do you think about LeBron getting number four? I know you're not the biggest fan. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, consider going to anchor.fm slash big3idp to support the show. You can do $1, $5, or $10 per month. And uh, leave us a review over on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. Shout out to our patrons, Jason, Nico, Lauren, and Aaron. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. should also mention, if you want to support the show, every episode description, there's a link right at the bottom. Check it out. But we appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. Thanks for those who watched on the live stream and added questions. Love you, Boo Bam. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the comments tonight. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy DFSSS on Thursday and the injury report with Dr. Lezis on Saturday. We'll see you guys next week. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go.